Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church in Waverly, California. And I'm Kevin Sheehan, associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's getting late. I'm losing my voice. I hope yeah. I make it through this. We'll be fine. It's almost it's almost past my bedtime. Anyway, uh-huh. hey, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, for another exciting episode of Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Well, another episode anyway. Yeah. Well, we always throw excited in there. Adjectives. Adjectives are I, good. Even if I mean, I'm big for I'm big into truth and advertising, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so today's podcast topic comes courtesy of a question that a teenager asked me at the end of Sunday school class um, the other day. And uh, so I was wrapping up. I teach high school Sunday school. And at the end of class, one of them asked me what I thought about uh, the topic of listening to music that has bad words in it. Dun, 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 dun. But it actually became like a really cool conversation that we had. It's, he's a really thoughtful kid. And there it wasn't like it was just one-on-one. There's some other people around. And uh, it was a good conversation just about the nature of not just like bad words and should we listen to them or how many or which ones that we should listen to. Um, but also uh, you, know, you could expand that to, to like movies or television as well. Sort of what's an appropriate books. level of appropriate, appropriate level of, yeah, who reads books um, of badness, right. Of, of, you know, language or violence or sex or whatever it is you know at what point do we sort of draw a line and say thus far and no more oh music or oh movie so it's like i thought it was a i was glad he asked me the question we had a good conversation about it and uh matt i want to talk to you can i listen can i listen to music that has bad words in it well there are a lot of like words in that question that need defining <laughs> um you mean it's not that simple no oh. no like it, it it's one of those questions that resists easy answers i mean if it's if a kid's asking me that i'm my first thing is like well what are your parents rules about that and you need to honor whatever they're saying well, and for the record i did say that because he's like well my dad says blah 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 and i said well first of all listen to your dad yeah and second of all and then i you know we kind yeah. of continue talking yeah so I mean, not that we have a lot of teenagers listening to us, but like, you know, if you're a teenager who wandered into this by mistake, um, welcome and obey your parents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just and all the parents you know. said. Right. So like if your parents don't want you listening to words with, a, you know, music with an explicit warning on it, then don't honor your parents. Um, um, as to like whether or not you should um, listen to music with bad words. Like, what do we mean by bad words? Um, I mean, I mean, did you see what I mean? Like there's could be a lot of things that what's a bad word is at least in part, like is going to vary from culture to culture. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So the answer to the question is, I think if your instinct is I should not listen to this, um, because the words in it are um, working on me or are going to be in my vocabulary in a way that will not edify others or please the Lord. Um, 
then you probably shouldn't. I mean, does that does that make sense? Yeah, and, I mean, I and that's less about like the content of the words and more like like self, what's self, happening. Self awareness of how much you're affected by things. Yeah, I think we all just need to have a good understanding of of how things affect us, which is yeah. actually really hard to do. You have to be really self aware to figure that out, and it kind of takes a long term view of things to figure that out. Because uh, I think we're all affected by things in different ways and to different mm-hmm. extents. Um, yeah, I've even seen this with, you know, talking to other people about kids and even just like the intensity of a movie. Um, some kids like can't handle this, the intensity of it, not, is not having to do with language or anything else. Um, I remember we watched like, I remember the movie, like, I think it's called Homeward Bound. Or it's yeah. like the, the dogs, two dogs and a cat who get left behind or whatever. And they wander right. across America to go find their owners or whatever. And in one scene, like the cat gets swept away in the river. And one of my kids like couldn't handle it. Like would just go ballistic, turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. Just start like bursting into tears and all this kind of stuff. Even though he'd watched the thing enough times to know that the cat survived just fine in the next scene, but right. like still every time, every time and it's like, so I think he's just like really sensitive to yeah, like, my oldest in, is a sensitive in, kid, intense things. And so I mean, I've talked to people who have older kids or even kids that are like grown now. And they said, yeah, there's this, you know, other kids could watch movies or, you know, some of their other kids, their own children, they could show movies to at a younger age. But the one kid, like they, it would, he'd be like twice as old before they let him watch certain movies because it would just affect him differently. And he'd yeah. have nightmares and you know all this stuff. So some of it has to do with just like, how much do things affect you? Whether it's language, whether it's violence, um, you know, whatever it is, that's going to affect us uh, differently. Uh, yeah. So some of that's just good, good self-awareness and kind of what you, or at least we're hinting at um, your own conscience plays a part in that as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I would add to what you're saying is what you're listening to or watching or reading. Um, it's probably affecting you more than you think it is. Yes. You can probably handle less sex and violence than you think you can. Yes. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, just saying, absolutely. Like, and well, and like, I, that was like one of the one of the main and first points that I was telling this teenager. I was like, you have to understand that this stuff does affect us. We always want to say it doesn't. Like, oh no, no, I can watch that stuff and it's fine. It'll, you know, it's just not true. And like every study will tell us that that's not true. And just you know, again, like if we're just aware of ourselves or aware of other people, you see it in other people. They start watching whatever and they start to absorb that stuff it just the stuff affects us more than we think when we talk about james smith a lot and in his words it goes under the hood like we don't necessarily see it but then all of a sudden fifty thousand miles down the road something happens you're like oh where'd that come from it's like well you've you know you have a habit of watching or listening to or consuming in some way this kind of media and so that's that's where that comes from there's that and repetition as well you know what I mean? So if you're listening to music that talks about women in a derogatory way, that's going to affect you over time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. And I think especially music where set, like there's just art in general, just works on us in a different way than even listening to a sermon or podcast does. Um, it just yeah. gets in us in a way. So I actually think with regards to music and movies and like art, art, art forms, we need more discernment, not less. Um, yeah, around those things. 
And so I, I'm not, again, our, if our listeners, if you're here to find out where the line is, I think you're going to be disappointed with this podcast and you're welcome. Um, but <laughs> I, that should be our new tagline. Probably a podcast that will leave you disappointed. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Come, come and listen. Yeah. But like, it's, you know, I, I, I just think art just affects us in different ways in a different way. And I'm not saying more or less, cause I don't, I think even that language is, is misleading but it just does yeah moves us in a different way yeah 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 another, another thing that i discussed with this teenager is you know again like words themselves and, and language itself is sort of a fluid evolving thing always is in terms of what what words are taboo and what words aren't um but this kind of changes uh you know even you know my kids are are still kind of younger so there's some words that if a teenager said them, I wouldn't even think twice, but when my kids say them, when they're seven or five, it's like, whoa, whoa, you shouldn't be saying that yet. So that's kind of a, a funny thing to try to put your finger on exactly. Now we all know like the big ones, right. That we should probably try to avoid saying, but beyond, but beyond just like words and having sort of a taboo, you know, a list of taboo words is a lot of, this is probably more so true with movies is they can portray themselves as family-friendly, G-rated, all this kind of stuff. But they're giving us a worldview that's probably going to be far more damaging if we accept than if we adopt the potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this uses all nice nice language. It's all, you know, whatever. It's all kind of nice on the surface. It's safe for the whole family. <laughs> right? But it's indoctrinating us. Maybe that's too strong of a word. No, it isn't. Or certainly, like, or certainly making you know worldviews that are antithetical to the Bible um, palatable, look, and and, every, and and attractive, and like that's probably far more damaging than you know the occasional swear word. Yeah. So uh, again, I think it's less about like what you're watching or listening to, and like more like why. So when I was like in. I don't know, it must have been sixth grade. Uh, I somehow got a hold of like a Beastie Boys tape. Remember the Beastie Boys? You probably don't. But like, <laughs> like why would I not remember like, that? We're the same like, age. It, it, like, it just had like terrible stuff on it. I'm and not so more I'm playing, of a Guns N' Roses guy, but well, you know, in junior high. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just saying a buddy of mine had it. I got the tape and was playing it in my stereo, you know, when, <laughs> you know, a, my playing mom the cassette. And, Dad, yeah, it was the cassette. I had like the little boombox thing that was able to sell. And anyway, it doesn't matter. It got it for Christmas. It was a great year. Anyway, the the deal was the the conversation I had with my parents about it wasn't like don't listen to that. Although I think that's where we landed. It was why why do you want to? Like, what in you is like a, attracted to them talking about? you know this stuff and do you think is that something you want to be interested in it's okay to admit yeah. that you do but like is it something you want to be interested in and like for me like framing it that way was really helpful right. it's like you know what i don't think i do want to be interested in that or, or is and, it something that you want to nurture right well that, that that's really what they were getting at they're yeah. like listen if you listen to this stuff it's going to get normalized and you're gonna i mean and yeah, I just yeah. thought, you know what? You're right. 
and I gave the tape back. Yeah. A tape, kids, was uh, no, <laughs> anyway. Use the pencil to you know roll right. it back in. When it, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that that's a that's a nice way of putting it. Well, you got to give my how do yeah. props. Good job, Pat and Curl. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, the why question is important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I think, uh, which I think brings us to like another um, thing worth considering. It's well, not just like does the show you're watching or book you're reading or music you're listening to, does it portray sin? Because I think that can be okay. Art's supposed to do that. The art, ha- art has to like, well, has to is too strong, but when it's good, it often does portray the world as it is, right? Yeah, if it's realistic so like, at all. So like it has fiction, to portray sin. If fiction doesn't like acknowledge the existence of sin, then it's probably bad fiction. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, But the question is, is in what way is it doing it? Is it glamorizing it? Is it seeking to normalize something which God says is profane? We see a lot of that, don't we? Yeah. We have all these kind of like, hey, look, this kind of relationship or pursuit or desire is normal and you should nurture it. Um, When no, the, the Lord says that's an abomination. Um, so uh, I think we just need to be careful with that. Now, that doesn't mean we don't watch it necessarily. It might mean that, but at a minimum, it means I have to know that this is trying to tell me something. Right. I have to go in a little more aware and, yeah. dis- and discerning. Yeah. And especially if my kids are watching it. Well, yeah, but like what, I will, what I'm willing to like think through and watch is very different than what I'm going to let my six-year-old watch or my 14-year-old watch even because he's a sensitive kid and you know, she'll, yeah. 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 So, so like one example of that, that I I've often come back to is it's one of my favorite movies, the Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Like it's a hard movie to watch. It's R rated for a reason. I mean, it's, it's foul. There are parts that are just foul, but the thing is, is that, it, I mean, it portrays sin, but it does so in a way that makes you not want to sin. You know what I yeah. mean? Now, obviously yeah. it doesn't use that language, of course, but like, the bad guys who are filthy mouthed and violent, like you don't want to be them. Like they're the bad guys. Right. And and what's good about it is, you know, things of beauty and hope and friendship and, you know, all that right. kind of stuff. I now love there, that movie too. Now there are movies where like the violent and foul mouth characters are set up to be people that you want to emulate. You know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and the violence itself is the entertainment. Um, whereas, you know, something like Shawshank where it's like, no, they're, they're trying to overcome that. So it's sure. very like stark and vivid in terms of how they sort of portray the darkness yeah. of the world of, you know, this prison system. Um, but I'm okay with that because it like, that's, that's the way the world is. And it's not done really for shock value. It's just like, look, here's it's a not guy tantalizing. And, like it's not trying to tantalize you. Right. So it's like, like, here's this awful situation. And it just, uh, this guy, how does he? Is he and how does he overcome it? You know, the the distinction I would make, and maybe this is helpful and maybe it isn't. We'll leave it to you, dear listener, to decide. Because again, words need to be defined, and what these words, where this line is, is going to be a little bit different for everybody. But the word you use for uh, the Shawshank Redemption is that there's stuff in it that's foul, right? And I think that's accurate. Um, but what it isn't is profane. Game of Thrones is profane. I mean, do, 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 you, do you see what I mean? Well, like, spell it out more. What? What? Well, 
it, it's foul in terms of like it's foul in terms of like um the the what's happening in the prison is wicked right it's not something that like anyone would endorse and the movie doesn't endorse it right right um and so it's not celebrating that wickedness in fact if anything it's saying hey this is wicked yeah um whereas um in game of thrones it's a celebration of just debauchery and rape yeah i mean and so it's profane um it's it's taking that which is evil and calling it good. Um, and that's, I mean, th- then that's something that like, if you're a follower of Jesus, you just shouldn't look at, you know I mean? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's sort of like yeah. pornography. Like they're trying to say, this is what sex should be like. Does, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. No, that, I just wanted you to spell that out a little bit more. Yeah. And, and I think that's a very helpful way of, of thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like with going to Shawshank, I remember this, this is from more of like a, a writerly point of view. Um, but like when, when like the, the grossest of the gross things happen, it's always off camera. Yeah. It's sort of alluded to, you know, the yeah. camera will sort of pan away and, and Morgan Freeman's voice will come over and sort of say something, you know, but, but it's not, you know, again, it's not giving it a spotlight. It's acknowledging as evil's existence, but not giving it a spotlight. Or, or not, or not trying to tantalize you with the fact of it. Well, right, and, and kind of what you said, it's not celebrating it. Yeah, it's not endorsing it. Yeah, so that, so that's really different, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's I, other examples of like shows or movies that you know I could think of that we could sort of sit here and evaluate. we could do a whole show about that, right? Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, more but, helpful is to sort of lay out. Okay, here are some of the tools that we're going to use. Here's some of the grid we're going to use to sort of think through this question. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at with this one, one teenager as well. I was like, well, here's, here's how I think we should be thinking through this rather than me saying, you know, yes to this song, no to this one, yes to this movie, no to this one. That doesn't help you grow in wisdom. <laughs> um, right. Let's have some categories and, and some ways to think through this and we can land in different places. And, you know, like we've talked about Cobra Kai on this thing. And some people might say, it glorifies the violence and uh, there's probably an element of truth to that. Maybe. And, you know, I've said, I I've enjoyed Ted Lasso and there's certainly a lot of language in that. Um, I think there's a lot of redemptive aspects of that show as well, which is kind of what I'm drawn to, I think. Um, And also, again, it's like, you have to kind of understand like, how are you wired and how much is this going to really affect you? If I start dropping F bombs in my everyday language, like, I should maybe wean myself off some of those shows, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, there's certain shows that like my seven-year-old likes watching. If he watches it too often, because they're a little more like rough and tumble kind of shows. Um, it's like, I, I can just, it affects them. Yeah. You know, it's like no more, no more of that show. No, I no, think too- no more dino trucks. Let's get back to, uh, you know, Octonauts and go, yeah. go or whatever. I think too, like everyone's, c- sensitivities and conscience is going to be a little bit different yeah like i know like for my mom just portrayers portrayals of alcoholism is just really hard for her to watch yeah like she just doesn't want any part in that and i guess again for me if you have an instinct to not watch something if you see a trailer for breaking bad and you think you know what i probably shouldn't watch that i would listen to that instinct yeah do you know what i mean like uh I would just go, yeah, that's, uh, 
that's fair. I'll yeah. uh, I'll not you know you know what I mean. And not, not to be legalistic about it, I just mean yeah, that's an example of a show I I couldn't get through Breaking Bad. We watched I think the first season, a little bit of season two, and I just I just can't I just can't watch this anymore. It's just it was just too much for me, and it's not you know and. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not particularly squeamish on things typically. And that's maybe not a compliment. (laughs) That might be a fault of mine that I'm kind of maybe a little more drawn to gritty stuff or darker stuff or whatever. That's not necessarily a compliment or, or a brag, but just for some reason, like that show, I just uh, was just having a hard time with it and just said, I I just don't think this is really, this is good for me uh, to keep watching this. It was just kind of bothering me in in a way that, Maybe I can't even put my finger on exactly or articulate, but you know, so we just stopped and it's fine. There's lots of other things to do with our time. Agreed. And so I think another good, just sort of diagnostic question to ask. And again, this is one of those questions that only works if you pause long enough to think about it. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, It does watching this or listening this or reading this. uh, Does it stir up my affection for Jesus or does it rob me of those things? You know? Yeah. Like, if after watching um, a documentary on, like, you know, uh, the making of a murderer, if I find I'm really angry after watching it and I'm short with my family or whatever, then, like, no matter how, like, well done it is, maybe that's not something I need to watch. You know what I mean? But if it causes me to, like, be angry in the good sense about the justice system or lament in a way that's healthy, then maybe it's okay. I mean, I mean, did, did you see yeah, what I mean? I, like, I think part of that is like, what, what is it, this tapping into in yeah. you? you know, like, is it tapping into, and we have a lot of this, is this tapping into your rage? <laughs> right. Then that's not something you want to nurture. I mean, that's the social media conversation we were having, right? Like, right. Is, right. Like, is this causing me to not pay, pay attention, pay attention to the wrong things? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Another, another question, which I think is very similar, and it's kind of where my mind went, is: Are there things in this art form, song, movie, whatever, that remind me of gospel themes? Yeah. Even if they're presented in a way that's, you know, whatever secular, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. And I'll just kind of go back to Ted Lasso for a minute. Like, there are some really beautiful gospel themes in there. Like, if you know, you catch like clips on YouTube or whatever, like this is beautiful. Like there's forgiveness, there's friendship, there's loyalty. You know, there's just some really like virtuous things about it that, you know, if your sensitivities to language are such that you can't watch it, then don't watch it. But there are also some, you know, some, I think, really beautiful portrayals of things that are, um, you know, very becoming. Excellent. Well, that seems like a good place to take a break. So why don't you go uh, listen to some music, hopefully edifying music and uh, come back with more of matt and kevin talk church well hey we're back matt and kevin talk church back from our break and while we're on the break my seven-year-old got out of bed to use the bathroom it's 10 50 at night right now so it's past his bedtime bro <laughs> he is out of bed but uh and he's with his two stuffies <laughs> his two favorite stuffies nice they they go with him wherever he goes um yeah so we were talking about like movies and songs and tv shows and (laughs) and 
Do you want to? What's your favorite song these days? Yeah, I'm talking about Bruno. You don't talk about Bruno. No, we actually don't talk about Bruno on the show. So we're going to have to nix that right there. How does that one go? We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. You don't forget. You sing the whole thing all the time. I don't want to do it. Okay. What do you like about this song, though? What's your favorite line in that song? Sitting here. Rats along his back. Nice. Seven foot friend. Rats. All right. So, what are your favorite shows you like to watch? Encanto. Encanto. What do you like about Encanto? It's the song we have to talk about. (laughs) That's your favorite song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. I don't know. Listen, you can't get this kind of analysis anywhere else. (laughs) It's it's top notch. Hey, listen, you just like what you like. See, I like what I like. Back off, Dad. What what did what did you tell me? Was it earlier today about the house in in Kanto? La casita? Mm, I tell that at all. Oh, that was really good. I like that. No. Tell, tell tell Matt about that. What does the house represent and the people in the house and all that? No. Can you tell us? I would love to hear that because I thought that was really cool. The house was like what? Oh, come on, buddy. This was really good. Oh, Give the kid a break, man. It's 10.50. It's almost 11. <laughs> so it happens when we're up too late. Actually, yeah. it is 11. It's pretty close. So the house was like God, right? And the people in the house were what? Represent what? God's followers. God's followers. And what about the people outside the house? Not followers of God. People who weren't followers of God. You came up with that. You just came up to me and told me that. It's kind of like, uh, remember we read, we read Narnia books. Those are some of your favorite books. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. And who's Aslan represent? And you had some really good insights reading those books. I was really proud of you. <laughs> Kevin told you, your dad told me all about that. In fact, he told our listeners about that. All right, you need to go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but first, you have to carry me. I have to carry you. Why? Your leg's broken. I mean, that seems fair. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back. Let's take another 30 second break while I go take my kid back to bed. <laughs> All right. Or you just entertain the troops, Matt, while sure. I return. <laughs> Kevin is carrying his young son to bed. I have a six year old who also likes to get out of bed and want to be wants to be taken back so i get it and i imagine if you're listening you just might also have something like that as well so if you do you can write in and let us know all about your children and how they get out of bed and for the record on the show we don't talk about bruno we just don't and also this moment when kevin is not here i'm learning that it's really hard to do a podcast without a co-host so if you're out there and you do podcasting without a co-host props to you because not having someone to talk to is difficult when you're on a podcast so welcome way kevin's back sweet thank the lord because you don't have to have you don't have to listen to just me anymore hard to carry it by yourself 
Uh, that's what I was telling the audience. I was like, you know what? If you're out there and you do a podcast without a partner, like, good for you. I mean, I I would have no chance. But that was like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do it with a partner. We're still terrible at it. Well, well, it's because like you know your particular partner is defective. I mean, when you and <laughs> when you and Kevin had your not you and Kevin, you and a yeah, it was it was Ke- it was Kevin and Kevin, wasn't it? No, uh, Eric. Eric. Was it Eric? Oh yeah, Eric. Yeah. When you guys had your sports podcast in the very early days of podcasting, he was a solid partner, but yeah. Yeah. But Hey, we aim to disappoint. We do. We well, do. Um, and we hit that mark every time. <laughs> just <laughs> nail it. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that analysis of uh, Encanto by my seven-year-old son who is yeah. now in bed and probably asleep within 45 seconds. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know how I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> well, didn't didn't you get like a question a while ago that may that might be relevant to the topic we're talking about? Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, kind of a a related question to to this, perhaps maybe is uh, maybe this is a little bit old news now, but questions were raised about uh, should we or should I boycott Disney in general, and that was a hot topic know, maybe a month or so ago and we're all about hot takes here with all so. the lgbtq stuff going on in florida yeah obviously my kid watches Encanto, so we have disney plus so that maybe tells you where we stand but uh matt i know you have thoughts first of all the word should i think you're free to boycott disney but i don't know that anyone quote should i don't think there's like a moral obligation to do so look if you're going to not do business with every with every company that has views that you don't agree with, um, to do that consistently, I think it's just really hard. Um, uh, so impossible. Um, yeah. Um, but um, I, I think um, if you're, if, but again, this is a matter of conscience. If you feel like you can't support Disney because of you know what's going on there, then that's fine. Um, don't. But, but what I would say about boycotts is uh, a friend of mine who was in the movie business told me this. He said, listen, if you're going to boycott a movie, it's not enough to just not go to the movie because odds are you weren't going to the movies anyway. You have to go see something else on the same opening weekend and like mobilize a lot of people to also go see something else on opening weekend. Like, let's say you think the idea of a Top Gun sequel is absurd 40 years after the fact, which I happen to agree with that sentiment. <laughs> and you think that that should just not happen. So what you do is on May 27th, when the movie opens, you get a bunch of people to go see uh, Lightyear instead, which is also a sequel many years after the fact. So you'd be woefully inconsistent, but you would be effective. Do you see what I mean? So it, it's not enough to just not do something. You have to do something else. And I think this speaks to um, something that uh, is just prevalent in Christian culture. We often know what we're, people know what we're against, but not what we're for. Um, we hmm. tend to look at things negatively in, in evangelicalism rather than, no, these are the things I want to participate in. Does that make sense? So yeah. instead of like, um, disdain for Disney. It could be enthusiasm for VeggieTales. You know what I mean? I mean, do you see what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. I, I prefer to think of things. What am I for? And what, what art do I want to emulate? Or um, what voices do I want to lift up rather than 
um, bring attention to things I don't. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I had like never thought of it that way before, I suppose, but um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing with boycotts, especially when you put the word should in front of it, is, I mean, boycotts are usually ineffective. <laughs> Uh, well, that, and they're almost the always and they're almost always inconsistent you know kind of like what you're saying earlier it's like if to be cons- if you want to be consistent with what you're going to boycott or not boycott you have to do all kinds of research i mean almost everything that we purchase um you know there's you go and look up all the parent companies and all this kind of stuff and you can probably find something unsavory about the business practices of every parent company out there at some point and so you have to kind of figure out, okay, how are we being consistent in this um, and drawing lines and not drawing lines? And, you know, like I'm, I'm all for, you know, um, taking my business somewhere that I feel comfortable, like where my money's going, but um, it's, it's, it would be more than a full-time job uh, to figure out, you know, how all of my money is being used by every company that, takes you know earns a profit off of me um it is it's just overwhelming um so i suppose if you feel strongly about something and want to kind of pick and choose and and maybe we all do that to an extent like there are places i don't go because either i had bad service or you know i just don't like the people that work there you know whatever but um but putting the should in front of it as if as if it's like christian duty to boycott Disney or any other thing is that seems like a step too far to me. Yeah. I mean, just to play devil's advocate and I don't know why the devil needs an advocate, but he seems to have a lot of, yeah, I never like that expression. I don't really know what's going on with that, but, but, but anyway, like, I, I don't know that you need to be consistent about it. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's okay to not love Disney because of their progressive, whatever, but drink Starbucks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's fine. Um, because like we said, it's, it's impossible to like know everything, but sometimes you become aware of something and once you're aware of it, you can't unknow it. And so, yeah, but putting like, the word should in front of it. Changes right. It. Right. But, but I just meant like, it's not hypocritical to boycott Disney and drink Starbucks is what I'm saying. Like you can't know all the things you don't know, but once you know something, it's fair enough for that to affect you is what I'm saying. And so, I think demanding everyone be consistent. If you're going to boycott, you should be consistent. Well, no, I can just decide that this bothers me more than that. No, but it's a difference. We say you should um, boycott Disney. Yeah. But I'm going to go drink yeah. my Starbucks or whatever, you know. Right. That 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 changes the equation a bit than just, yeah. hey, I want to send my money here rather than there for these yeah. reasons. Okay, fine. Yeah. What was the other I, thing I, you I, said before we got on about boycotts? I thought was good. Do you remember something you said before we were recording? I said something good. I mean, I guess it's possible, <laughs> but it's unlikely as that might be. No, you were saying something about like, we can use boycotts as a proxy to actually dealing with. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. So oftentimes we'll use like, I'm going to boycott this thing rather than doing something. It's like hashtag activism, right? I'm going to not go see you know, that I'm not going to watch the new Obi-Wan Kenobi thing as a way of doing something while doing nothing about, you know, the injustice in my neighborhood. I mean, do, do you know what I mean? Like there's, 
we'll we'll use that as a proxy for real activism. I think that can happen. Is, is that what you were? I guess. I mean, getting, yeah. before we got online and started recording, you you were saying yeah. something along those lines, and yeah, um, I wasn't sure if it was more of like a you know boycotts just kind of wind up being proxies for other culture war things that yeah yeah are, they really are, can be are just yeah. sort of like almost like deflecting from some of our own like real issues <laughs> well i think especially when we want people to know that we're boycotting do you know what i mean yeah like it's sort of like you know a few years ago do you remember the ice bucket challenge yeah yeah when like everybody was doing that and you were challenged by whoever to do it on Facebook or whatever, or whatever the medium was. And I must've been challenged by like 10,000 people. Not that's an exaggeration, but like a lot of people, I was tagged in a lot of those. And I just thought, and it's not that I don't care about clean water. I just thought dumping a bucket of ice water on myself does not make water cleaner. Um, and I have no way of knowing whether or not my doing this is really going to raise any money. Like it just seemed it's performative, you know? Yeah. And a lot can, of times I can just make a donation privately. Right. Right. Like, and so a lot of times boycotts and those kinds of things are about being seen and not about that. I want to show that I'm biblical. And so I'm going to take a stand against, you know, Harry Potter or whatever. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I mean, that's great. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm being a little snarky, but a, a lot of times it can be performative. And so just guard against being performative. What's Why do you want to boycott Disney? What's that about? And is it just you and your family doing it? Or are you, I mean, you know, yeah. Because that's the thing. Implicit in boycott is you're doing it with other people. Because... Disney doesn't care whether I as an individual watch Boba Fett or not. Right. Yeah. But if I organize like, you know, however many people to do it, then it can, it could have some kind of impact. Now it would need to be a lot of people for it to have any kind of impact. And again, it's not enough to just not watch that. You have to watch something else. And it's just, it's hard to be effective. I think there's better ways to spend your energy than boycotting this or that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I don't have a lot more to say about boycotts. I'm going to boycott any further conversations about boycotts. About, about boycotts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to boycott speaking of Bruno. I'm just not <laughs> going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, if you have questions, comments, concerns, emotional outbursts, or if you want to let us know why you're boycotting Matt and Kevin Talk Church, you can email us at Matt and Kevin Talk Church at gmail.com. And we probably won't disagree with you. Yeah, we're like, good for you, man. You do you. Can I join your boycott? Anyway, <laughs> I'll sign the petition. Um, uh, or you can add us on Twitter at MKTC. Uh, with that being said, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. And we've been talking church and the effects of art on our soul and whether or not you should boycott our own podcast. So <laughs> be warm and be fed. <laughs>